stories reveal the heart of God for sinners, like the triplet of parables found in Luke 15. With the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, we see God's heart to bring sinners home to Himself. And to demonstrate His great love for sinners, God gave up His Son, Jesus Christ, so that you and I could become His sons and daughters by faith. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study Luke 15. You know, sinners get a lot of attention, but it is the Savior that deserves the attention. We talk about the prodigal son in Luke 15, and we don't know his name because it's you, it's me, it's all of us. There's an application to every sinner. We all are that recklessly extravagant, wandering child moving away from God. But who's the real hero in this story? The real hero in the story is not the son. The real hero in the story is the father. At least 12 times in Luke chapter number 15, we have this name, Father. Why would the Lord give the most emphasis to the Father? Why would, even in this story that has three parts, this parable of three parts, why would he give the most space to this relational part of the story between the Father and the Son? Because that's who God is. He is the Father. God the Father is seen all through the Old Testament, but it's not until the Son comes that we begin to actually see Him as our Father. In fact, remember how Luke 15 started? Then drew near unto Him all the publicans and sinners for to hear Him. You don't come near the Father except by coming near the Son. And so Jesus came to reveal the Father to us, to help us to know the Father. Do you remember Isaiah 9, verse number 6? For unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ, the one who's speaking in Luke 15, uh, the one who is getting ready to die for sinners, and the one who's working in all of our lives right now, came for one purpose, and what was that? To show us the Father. This is, this is not just about the lost, it's about the Lord. It's not just about the prodigal, it's about the pursuer. There are many prodigals, but there is only one Father. We are prodigals living in a prodigal world. I have a prodigal heart, but praise God for the Father who is always where he has always been. And so the Father in Luke 15 reveals both the tenderness and strength of our God. Now, let's walk through the passage this time, not looking at the boy, not looking at what he did and what he got and uh, how he returned, but let's instead look at the father. In fact, let's give it a title today. Let's title it what the old Scots called it. It is the parable of the wonderful father, not the parable of the prodigal son. Here is the parable of the wonderful father. What do we see? Well, first of all, in verse number 12, we see the wonderful father giving. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me, and he divided unto them his living. So we begin with God's giving heart, his giving spirit. We're more interested in his riches than in his love. But the Lord is demonstrating his love to us in everything he gives. In fact, in the book of Acts, we read that in him we live and move and have our being. If you're breathing today, it's because God gave you breath. The measure of strength you have, God gave it to you. The opportunity to respond to God, God gave you that. 
So we see the wonderful father giving. Then we see the wonderful father waiting. If you start in verse number 13, down through the first part of verse number 20, uh, you don't see the father. What's he doing? The entire time the prodigal is in the far country. There's no mention of what the father is doing. May I tell you what he's doing? He's waiting. Are you keeping God waiting today? The Lord, the Lord shouldn't have to wait on us. We need to wait on him, but the Lord should never have to wait on us. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. You see the picture? God on the outside. God standing at the door. God waiting to be granted entry. Oh, friend, is the Father waiting on you today? I think it's powerful, though. He doesn't force himself. He doesn't kick the door open and barge in. The Father doesn't go to the far country and drag his boy home. No. No, the Lord's not going to do that. He's going to wait on you and let you respond to him. So we see the wonderful Father giving. We see the wonderful Father waiting Then we see the wonderful father watching. Because when you get to verse 20, the boy arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, I love that expression. It doesn't matter how far off you are. God has his eye on you. When he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Don't miss the most obvious thing. How did the father see him? The father saw him because he was looking for him. Oh, friend, this boy left home to be out from under the watchful eye of his father, no doubt. He didn't want daddy looking over his shoulder anymore. But I want you to know that your heavenly father is still looking out for you. He's looking for you. He sees you a great way off. The eye of faith is dim compared to the eye of love. Love is, is farsighted. Love sees into the far country. And God sees you before you see him. You remember the night Peter cursed and swore and said, I don't know the man. And Jesus turned and looked at him. And there was a moment where their eyes met. Before Peter looked at Jesus, Jesus was looking at Peter. Don't you love how the Lord Jesus here cuts through the, the despair and brings hope. Jesus is looking at you. The Father is looking at you today. So the wonderful Father is giving, he's waiting, he's he's watching, and then he's loving. In fact, he never stopped loving. But in verse 20, it says, the Father saw him and had compassion. Everlasting love. There was never a day God started loving you, so there'll never be a day he stops loving you. He has always loved you, and he will always love you. He loves you with what the Bible calls an everlasting love. He could never love you any more, and he will never love you any less. Would you like to know why? Because love is not something he does. Love is who he is. God is love. And the beautiful reality is that Christ revealed God's compassion for sinners. He loves us. He loves you right where you are and just exactly as you are today. Look, the only thing more extravagant than the prodigal's recklessness was the father's love. You want to talk about extravagance, look at the love of our God. He loves you. And then the Bible says, his father not only saw him and had compassion, but he ran. Uh, Do you see the wonderful father giving and waiting and watching and loving and now the wonderful father running? 
He's running to him. Uh, The prodigal came to himself, and the prodigal begins coming to the father, but now it's the father who comes to him. Oh, this is glorious. The father who had done no wrong, who never left, now makes his way to this boy. He's not just coming to him either. He's running toward him. You know what you'll discover? When you take one step toward God, you will find he has already made his way to you. You think you've got to go all the way back from the far country? No, you just got to turn around, and the moment you turn around, staring you in the face is going to be the loving heart of the Heavenly Father who has pursued you right to where you are. God never traps a man. No, sin traps a man. Satan traps a man and tricks him. God doesn't trap a man, but he does trail a man. Goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life, and the wonderful Father is running now to this boy. I want to say to every person listening to me today, get a fresh glimpse of our God. He is a wonderful Father, and He wants to be your Father today if you will come home. The only time in Scripture when God is in a hurry is when He is pursuing sinners. Thank God for His heart for us, and may many more sinners come home to Him. Each week, Scott works to provide helpful resources for you. And one of those resources is his weekly devotional articles on a wide array of subjects, from helps to the family, current events and trends, daily Christian living, and much more. Be sure to visit enjoyingthejourney.org and subscribe to the newsletter so that these helpful resources will come straight to your inbox. We are grateful to have you join us each week. And may God bless you today as you enjoy the journey.